We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. Coming at ya. Oh, so many things have been happening since uh, I spoke to you last. Uh, so, uh, let's uh, quickly run them down. Uh, the rapture uh, did not happen. Surprise, surprise, if anyone's stunned. Uh, yes, the rapture did not happen. Uh, it was uh, it was uh, widely advertised. And by the way, um, you know, uh, there was a whole scandal, for those of you who don't remember, uh, a whole scandal about a guy who had taken millions of dollars of other people's money and spent it on advertising to tell people that the rapture was coming. And um, why? Right? Like, how do how is that sales pitch? Like, the guy says, hey, you should give me millions of dollars. Why? So I can tell people uh, the rapture is coming. So what? Right? Like, what are they going to do about it? Like, the, hey... I'm a jerk off my... No, theoretically, me. Not me, definitely. You know, maybe a little jerk off. But, uh, you know, uh, let's say I'm a bad guy, right? You know? What what am I supposed to do in, in a month? You know? How am I supposed to wipe that slate clean? Just do all I have to do is be like, Hey, I love you, Jesus. You're my Lord and Savior. Now can I go to heaven? You know, and, and then after the rapture didn't work, they were like, oh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, only like uh, 200 people got to go up to heaven because they're only the 200 people are so pure. Okay. So if that's the case, what am I going to do in the final three months to, you know, prepare myself for the rapture? Uh, is it just, uh, hey, live it up, man. Party. Really? Sit, like, you're not getting in, dude. So sin it up. Yeah, sin it up. Uh, I'm doing a little uh, kiss for those of you who don't know. Uh, lick it up. It was what I was uh, going for. Oh, by the way, speaking of singing, uh, for those of you who are friends of me on Facebook, make sure to check out the uh, video that we did of uh, at uh, karaoke party where we did the theme song to All in the Family. Great, great karaoke place, by the way. Uh, yes, uh, there are lots of reasons why, but uh, I think the main one is television theme songs on the karaoke list. That's awesome. Now, super short list, right? But still, like... Awesome, because I love TV theme songs. I love them. Uh, now, I don't miss the TV theme songs. Everybody's like, ah, man, man, oh, there's no good TV theme songs anymore. Who cares? I'd rather have more good show than a TV theme song. And, you know, speaking of TV theme songs, uh, so the TV theme song we did in the karaoke bit was the All in the Family. And All in the Family, you know, the, the, the thinking about the theme song in the days after we did that song, uh, it really is odd in, compared to, you know, the other TV theme songs of the 70s. I'm sure I talked about this on the TV episode of this podcast, but basically, I feel that uh, television theme songs sort of reflect the times that the shows were made in, right? So, uh, in the 70s, uh, it, w- it was very sort of like, oh, we can pick ourselves up by our bootstraps and we can do something like Laverne and Shirley is the example I always use. You know, give us any chance, we'll take it. Give us any rule, we'll break it. We're going to make our dreams come true. Doing it my way! 
Yeah. Uh, and then the 80s were like, uh, you know, uh, uh, they used uh, Billy Joel's uh, My Life for the Bosom Buddies theme song. I don't care what you say anymore. This is my life. Go ahead with your own life. Leave me alone. You know, sort of that whole me uh, decade uh, 80s thing. But All in the Family was in the 70s. And the whole theme song is now sucks and I wish it was the 50s again, which is a crazy ass theme song because it's like, I get it. Like Archie Bunker, man, he was kind of living in squalor, but I don't know. I kind of got the feeling that left to his own devices, Archie Bunker would have had a nice life. Like he's got this dumb daughter who's with her dumb boyfriend and he's got his annoying, screechy, nah, not attractive wife. Sorry, uh, Maureen Stapleton, Jean Stapleton, one of the Stapletons. Sorry, you're not hot. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, Mrs. Cunningham, on the other hand. Hello. Uh, but, uh, the point is, uh, just a really downbeat, kind of oddly tuned theme song. I, I guess, and I guess in a way that sort of informed Archie Bunkers. Actually, it really didn't. I don't really remember. I mean, look, anybody who said, uh, All in the Family was a great sitcom. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. It's not good. It's not funny. It's just an old, miserable crank. That's it. There, there are no jokes there. It's just him bitching about shit. Anyway, enough about Archie Bunker. Let's get back to the rapture. So, it, it, you know, if it was me, right, like, whenever I have a chance to enter a drawing into a contest, I don't run around and be like, guys, you gotta enter this drawing in this contest. I'm like... I keep it quiet, man, because, like, I'm the only, you know, because the fewer people who enter, the the chances are better that you're going to win. And the same thing, like, I imagine there's limited heaven real estate up there, right? Like, I don't, you know, it's not infinite, you know, I'm just, and you don't want me, right? Like, if you're the, the, the super goody good, you don't want me up there, you know, the guy who's been, you know, screwing whores and, and uh, gambling and drugging and cheating and swindling my whole life. And then, you know, in the last two weeks before the rapture, I find God, you don't want me rubbing elbows with me going, uh, Ah, you know, I uh, was a missionary, and I uh, helped spread the word of God, and I bathed the feet of lepers. What did you do? Well, up until about two weeks ago, I was uh, I was uh, doing eight ball rock. I was with Charlie Sheen. I hung out with Charlie Sheen a lot, you know, scored him some drugs, found him some hookers. You know, I got his sloppy seconds, and it wasn't a bad time, you know. I got, oh, that mansion, that mansion is sweet. And that uh, porn room theater he's got, damn it, man, that guy's got the biggest porn collection. Uh, you probably don't want to hear about this, do you? Well, I'm glad we're both up here in heaven together. Isn't this swell? Me, who spent my whole time indulging in whatever, whenever I wanted, and then there's you. Hey, you. Hey. I always loved it when girls did that, because that always meant they didn't know your name. They would just see you in the hallway and go, hey, you. Yeah, yeah, you got the hey, you. You're really like, wow, I don't uh, register on your radar at all, do I? Not at all. And if you could really just repair whatever damage you've done in the, like the last, you know, two or three months before the rapture, I mean, maybe it isn't even two or three months. Maybe it's like two weeks or maybe it's even like two minutes, right? Can you imagine Hitler in his underground bunker and he's just like, you know, he can hear the Americans storming down the hallway and he's just like, nah, better court. All right, Jesus, you got me. I was wrong. I will uh, accept you as, you know, my savior.
and then like boom puts a bullet in his head and then you know a couple of weeks uh later cruising around heaven hey look john paul ii popey how you doing this is unfair this is totally unfair hey jp2 i i had a feeling i'd see you sooner or later hail me hail me no, I am not. I'm not hiling anybody. No, I'm just. I just wanted a nice brisket. See, the joke there is, is that the Pope eats brisket and he's Jewish. That's the joke there. I love over-explaining comedy. Oh, okay. I mean, another thing uh, that's been going on uh, since I last spoke to you. So, uh, if you are, live somewhere else in this country, uh, other than the San Francisco Bay Area, or I think like Detroit. Uh, you may have heard of the Maker Faire and wondered what it was all about. Or perhaps you have not heard of the Maker Faire. You know, if I was a kid, uh, I would probably think this was really cool. And with the internet now, you know, you can hear about stuff from all over the place. And there was, you know, it, it, because I don't live in Los Angeles and I love, I'm a, such a stand-up comedy nerd, you know, I was super excited when we went to Los Angeles and I got to go all those places that I had been hearing about and it was like... You know, it was like getting to go to that faraway land that you've heard about in stories. All right, not quite like that, but it was a lot of fun. So if you know a 12-year-old who has heard the legend of the Maker Fair, all right, let me tell you, it sucks. It's, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It blows. If it was free, empty, and in my own house, I might go. But uh, we got free tickets, so that's why we went. It's in walking distance to our house, so that's why we went. And jam-packed with people. And basically what it is, is it's a mishmash of people who build stuff, people who sell things to help you build stuff, and then nonsense and weirdness. Like, they had the world's largest game of mousetrap there. And these guys have like a, a, an 18 wheeler rig that they, you know, it's got, you know, world's largest mousetrap painted on the side of it quite nicely. And it's, it's a whole big deal. And I just, I am stunned that, that people go to this thing, mostly because none of it really targets any one group of makers. And I don't really feel like there's that much crossover between like the knitters, quilters, uh, uh, wool spinners, not joking, and the robot guys and the guys who build their own velodrome out of wood and the mousetrap guy. I mean, it's just like, it's a mishmash of monkey business. And you know, like, the robot people gotta be looking down at their noses on the wool spinners and be just like, what the hell? What decade are we living in, man? I'm living for the future! But I guarantee you, they all crap on the steampunk people. Now, the steampunk people are a weird group of cats, man, because they basically uh, are romanticizing a make-believe era in history um, that that they, but but not just make-believe, like like the worst the worst parts of history, all kind of mushed together, right? Because basically, what it is is, what if the what if gasoline had never been invented and everything ran on steam that's their 
premise of the world, right? And what if we all dressed like the Victorian era, the most uncomfortable bit of clothing era ever? Let's, oh, doesn't that sound exciting? Discomfort and inconvenience. Yes. Awesome. The only really cool thing about the Maker Faire was that they had a, a whole little fleet of uh, uh, like four or five remote-controlled R2-D2s. Like, spot-on, picture-perfect, it could have been in the movie, R2-D2s. Like, four or five of them, just kind of... And they all make the boop-boops and the beep-beeps. And the jello pudding pops! Uh, and they all spin around, and it was great. That that part was, was uh, kind of cool. And, and to be fair, the whole thing is kind of cool, but for as crowded as it is, forget it monkey business and they don't let you bring in any outside food or drink which means you have to buy their overpriced unhealthy food or drink and all the lines are crazy insane long so that just makes the whole thing worse also going on today right now as we speak uh e3 is going on and uh as we all know i am a huge video game nerd as well as a big comedy nerd and many nerding in other other areas but uh e3 for those of you who don't know and i'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because i know uh, not everybody out there nerds out on video games like i do but uh it is the big video game sort of it's really just a giant press conference for the video game industry and what's crazy about it is it's not like a it's, it's, it's sort of like a car show, kinda, where like, but all you see are the prototypes, right? Like, I, I think at car shows, I've only been to a couple. I, I'm pretty sure car shows are kind of a mishmash of like, here's stuff you can get. Here's next year's model. Here's prototypes. Whereas E3 is just like, you can't buy this now, but, eh, look at this. This could change. Everything you see here could completely vaporize in six months, but, Look at this. So it's it's a weird thing. And in fact, in in the past, they've just flat out canceled it because it, people were just like, "What what is this thing?" So anyway, E3 is going on right now and um and so right now we are in the time frame where uh the PlayStation 3 and Xbox have been around for about 5 years now, which you know, when you think about it, it's quite a while for a piece of technology to just stay put for five years and say, we are not changing this. It's going to be this. We might get, we have given you some add-ons for it recently, but for right now, this is it. And then, so, um, Nintendo came out and said, ha ha, we will release our new console, or we'll tell you about our new console. Of course, nothing's released. Uh, we'll tell you about our new console. And uh, Nintendo, of course, made the Wii. And when that was announced, I don't know, probably about five years ago, uh, it was really neat because nobody had motion-controlled anything. Waving your hands around was not a thing. And they came out and they did that and they just wowed everybody. And this time they came out and they had basically... It's uh, an iPad with joysticks on it. I mean, that's what it looks like. Except it's a 7-inch pad rather than a 10-inch pad. But I watched, you know, the video. I watched the whole keynote because uh, I'm unemployed and I have time to do that. Uh, by the way, uh, being unemployed is is great and sucky all at the same time because I, I love it. I mean, I've got free time to do whatever I want. Uh, but on the other hand, it's sort of sucky because it's like, you know what? Financially, I can't swing this forever. And I'm sort of feeling like I'm going to be unemployed forever. And, you know, it'd be kind of nice. I'm sure I've said this before. I don't need to say it again. But it is, 
it, you know, on the one hand, I do want to get a job. On the other hand, I can't imagine having a full-time job. Like, it just seems like, and I know that, like, that I was at the financial institution not that long ago, but God, it feels like a lifetime ago. So anyway, uh, Nintendo comes out with this new uh, iPad controller thing, and they're doing some kind of cool things with it. Basically, you know, it's uh, if you've got a game that uses a map, you know, rather than having to switch between the map and the playable area, the map is always on the tablet, and then you look at down at the tablet when you want to look at the map, and then you look up at the screen and you move around. Uh, they showed an example of uh, attaching it to like a gun mount, and then using it as like a a sniper, you know, like looking through a sniper rifle which I can't imagine Nintendo doing. They're so family-friendly, like them doing. But they trotted out developers and say, yay, we're going to develop for this. But, you know, I just don't think anybody cares, right? Like, I didn't care. I'm, you, you were listening to this. You care even less than I do because you don't even care about video games. But really, I was, I was disappointed because, you know, here's the thing. The only reason I care about the Wii is because, you know, they were pioneering something really different. This is not really different. This is just that screen on a little screen. It's just sort of a screen extender. And, uh, they, oh, and the kind of interesting thing is, is that you can play games directly on the screen. You don't even need a TV, which, why would I want to do that? I mean, it's great if you have kids and then you can just tell the kid, hey, I want to watch the game. Here, play with your Wii and you can go away. Or you can just get a, buy another TV and do the same thing. And, you know, it's probably cheaper to buy a new TV nowadays than it is to buy a whole new console and a new controller and all that other jazz. But really what I wanted them to do was I wanted them to fix all the junk that they said they were going to do in the first place. Like their motion controller blows compared to what Sony did with the PlayStation Move. The PlayStation Move's real true one-to-one. You move your hands on the screen and it goes with you. There's no extra calibration required within the game. I mean, you, you calibrate at the beginning of the game, but that's it. Like, whereas the Nintendo, it was just like you had to recalibrate it every 30 seconds. Where's your announcement that you're going to fix that? Because that's the only reason I care. I don't care about any of this other junk. Oh, but by the way, in converse to that, uh, Microsoft, uh, Xbox Connect, they had announcements. They were totally upping their game, right? Like they were doing finger recognition and not just hand recognition. So uh, Connect is the one where you wave your hands. There's no extra controller, just a camera. And uh, they were showing you how to scan things in so you could put them in the game. And, and uh, it was just like, this is what I wanted from Nintendo. I wanted you to fix the thing or make it better. Don't invent some whole other new thing. And this goes back to sort of the last podcast I did, where it was like, really think about what you're doing, right? Think about who your audience is. And so uh, I've been playing a lot of Xbox Connect soccer uh, online or on the on the Xbox. And, you know, when, when I was playing it, I felt like whoever made this game uh, had never played soccer before. Because, like, the rules... Like, they didn't even know the rules of soccer. Which sounds, um, you know, crazy that you would make this game and have no concept of how the game is actually played. Uh, but, which is, but which is interesting is, as I found out today, they, the company who built this game is in England. England! Good grief, man! That's like the, the soccer football capital of the world! How could you 
put this in your with no alright well anyway look the moral of the story is either fix what, what people like or make it better don't try and start over from scratch and do some other crazy thing that nobody gives a crap about to all you, all you people who make things and speaking of that Facebook you know I refuse to watch the social network. I know everybody says it's a great movie. I refuse. I cannot stand Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, he's got to be way smarter than me. Obviously way richer than me. I mean, that guy could retire. He doesn't need to keep working. Hey, man, why don't you give me a job? And and what's so crazy about Facebook is all you ever hear is how big Facebook is, how much money they have, and yet Facebook still sucks. And I'm not talking about, you know, privacy concerns, whatnot. I'm talking about you click a thing that's supposed to do a thing and it doesn't do the thing. Like trying to check your messages on Facebook is 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 a crapshoot at best. And it's like, really, Facebook? I mean, you know, can't you just hire a couple of more people or buy a couple of more servers or do something to fix this? Oh, okay. And uh, another thing. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we were, we got a thing in the mail the other day. Um, it's uh, Family Circus Stomps Out Hunger. And uh, it was basically, it's a, it's a, Whatever charity Bill Keen has aligned himself with has asked you to uh, donate uh, canned foods to their food drive. But the, on the flyer is uh, the, the family circus kids jumping on the word hunger uh, as if it's a, uh, a uh, text version of the, you know, not me ghost. And they're stamping out hunger. Hey, family circus kids. How about you stamp out? How about you, you embrace some hunger, you fat fucks? How about you not eat for two minutes? And, uh, and that kid, that PJ kid, he's, he, he can't even walk yet and he's order, already morbidly obese. All right. How about you experience a little hunger? And how about this? Uh, you know, Bill Keen, uh, and Jeffy Keen, give a makeover on your kids. All right. Uh, you're setting a bad example. That's right. For those of you who don't know, I think I've mentioned it before. Uh, two. Two, two of the sons had to take over for dad, Bill Keen, uh, when he retired, because it takes two people to hammer out that piece of crap. Do you, do you think that the other two kids are kind of like, hey, hey, man, I want an easy job where I can crank out talentless shit. Where, dad, why, why aren't all four of us? Uh, drawing this piece of garbage you, you put me through college with. Huh? What about me? Because you're not, because girls can't be funny, Sally. That's why. Well, those two motherfuckers ain't funny either. Why can't I not be funny? Well, they're not funny in, they're, oh, they're just older. <laughs> Leave me alone. Oh, and speaking of the rapture, I, I know I'm going to get into something that, that has been beat to death. But I don't care, man. I thought it was interesting and funny. No, not interesting. Just funny. It amused myself. It made me laugh. I, I continue to wonder about the 72 virgins that were promised to the uh, uh, Al-Qaeda suicide guys. Um, I don't know in what universe. I mean, sure, having 72 virgins... Sounds like, on the surface, to be a pretty sweet deal. First of all, they don't know how small your dick is. They have nothing to compare it to. Two, you've got 72 of them. 
So, you know, you can deflower one and you've still got 71 more that you can bust their hymen on. Isn't that awesome? No. Clearly, clearly the guys who, who this worked on had n- know nothing about what it's like for a girl to lose her virginity. Clearly they've never been with a, with a virgin before because it's not fun. I mean, the training camp has to, I mean, when they, when they really, you, and you know, these guys are not good at asking questions because they know that they're, just, they're probably just going to get shot in the face of just like, uh, okay, so you see here on the board, uh, here we have a U uh, plus dynamite vest equals 72 virgins. Excuse me. Yes, Abdullah. Um, how, how old are these virgins? Uh, I don't know, Abdullah, what are you, like, 30? Yeah, like, 30. Eh, I don't want to be with a 30-year-old virgin. I mean, what's wrong with her that she can't get laid by the time she's 30? Okay, fine, fine, she's a 14-year-old virgin. Eh, that's gross, man! All right, what is she, 18? I don't know. Uh, hey! When I, when we have sex, uh, are we? Is she going to bleed all over the afterworld? Oh, Abdullah, why you gotta ask so many questions? Why are you yelling at me? No, not you, Abdullah. You, Abdullah. What did I do? No, not you, Abdullah. This Abdullah. It was nobody paying attention. Here I am pointing right to Abdullah. When it, Abdullah, stop asking these questions. And how awkward would that be if they were still just as hard to have sex with as regular virgins? You have to still do all the same creepy moves. Hey, everybody, look, brought wine coolers. Who wants some? Come on. No, just have a little bit. It's like drinking candy. Yeah, there you go. Now, this four pack's just for you. Yeah, I got more. No, I got more. And what if, you know, what if the virgins didn't even have names? You know, you're just like, oh, good God, there's 72 of you? I'm not going to remember that. All right. Uh, yeah, 11, come here. Now, 18... You know what? You are a pain in my ass. No wonder you're still a virgin. You're ugly. Get out of here. Get out of here. Boom! You know, a lot of these ideas sound way better in my head. Uh, I, I, actually, they sound better in the shower. I don't know. You know, if some people sing in the shower because of the acoustics, uh, I have great ideas in the shower because, well, that's another episode. So from me... From some of the virgins, not all of the virgins, some of the virgins, uh, 25, 18, 70. From the music of Bright Brown, let's do this one more time. Till then!